Amen. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Mark. Mark's Gospel. We could have picked any other Gospel, but I chose Mark um, chapter 11. And we will read verses uh, 1 through 11. And when they came, now they is Jesus and his disciples. And little did they know this was probably the last mark as they were gathering to do this triumphant entry into Jerusalem. And when they came near to Jerusalem, unto Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples. And he said to them, Go your way into the village nearby you, and as soon as ye are entered in, ye shall find a colt tied on which never man sat, loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Say that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him. And they went their way and found the coat tied by the door outside in a place where two ways met, and they loose him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye loosening the coat? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded. And they let them go. And they brought the coat to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he sat upon him. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees and spread them in the way. They that went before and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the king, blessed be the kingdom of our father, David, that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked around about upon all things, and now the evening was come, he went out unto Bethany with the twelve. Father, we thank you and we praise you that we can celebrate your triumphant entry. Lord, how we are so thankful that we know the end of the story. God, we are so thankful to know that we're on the winning side. And I pray that you'd bless today, speak to us through your holy word, and we'll thank you and praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. I am so glad that old Yeller has showed up again this year, aren't you? <sighs> My goodness alive. No, I'm not sick. I don't have a cold. I just have the runs up here. For the disciples and Jesus, it was beginning to be an exciting time. But as I think about exciting times, in the back of our Lord's mind... On the human side, I am satisfied that he was very burdened because he knew what was ahead. He knew he was headed to the cross. He knew he was headed for suffering. And you know, today, many of us, we have mountains of burdens, and we're afraid to talk about them. 
And because we're afraid to talk about them, they become more burdensome to us. We need to know and understand that our Lord knows all about burdens. And we need to turn those burdens over to Him. Well, as they entered, the Bible says they came near to Jerusalem, even unto Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives. It was very familiar ground to Him. It was very familiar ground to the disciples as they followed their leader. Now, blind Bartimaeus had received his sight. Jesus had gone home with Zacchaeus and his whole family was saved. And time was running short. What do you do when time is almost over? They gave my mama six weeks when they discovered cancer. Nothing they could do but make her comfortable. They gave her six weeks. She lived six weeks. And we spent every week with her as much as we could in pastoring the church. Spending the night by her hospital bed. And spending the night by her hospice bed until she left this world. When time is running out, what do you do? Whatever, I remember what Jesus told Judas, because Jesus knew his time was running out, and he simply said, whatever you got to do, you better do it quickly. You better do it quickly. You know, many times people die without warning Instant, without having made any preparation whatsoever. And I think about these things that, that Jesus went, look, today I am not looking for a sign. I've done seen all the signs that I need to see that has convinced me that Jesus is alive and that Jesus is coming. So I'm not looking for signs. I am listening for the shout. Because the Bible says there will be a shout. There will be a trumpet blast and that the heavens will open up and my Jesus is going to step out and stand on the clouds. And hey, the dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then we who are alive and remain, if we're saved, we'll be caught up to meet them in the air. We need to be ready. We need to be prepared because when that time comes, hey, we're going to leave all this junk behind. But Jesus, being on the human side, knew what was ahead. But right now, it was celebration time. You know, he sent, the, uh, he sent two of his disciples into the city to get a coat. And he said, one that's never been sit on. They brought the coat to him. They spread their garments on him. And Jesus got up on this coat and sat down. Now, if any of you mess with coats, horses, mules, that's never been set on, what do they want to do? Hello? They want to throw you off. But when Jesus said on this one, him being the prince of peace, it was calm. So that tells me, hey, when I have Jesus by my side and he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, there's going to be a peace. 
right? All the burdens that I'm carrying, there's no reason for me to carry these burdens. There's no reason whatsoever. And when I think of burdens and thinking of Jesus being a human, when he put, they put the cross on his back, it became a heavy burden on him as he was stumbling and staggering under the load of this cross. But here... It's a celebration time. Can you imagine being in the crowd, massive crowds, and, 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 and being short like myself? You can't see, and you hear people cutting bushes off, limbs off of, off of palm trees, and, and throwing their coats down, and you look, and you keep looking, and you see somebody riding a, a, a coat of a donkey. A triumphant entry. You know what? If we were going to have a triumphant entry, you know what we would want? We would want a thoroughbred horse, white in particular, but not Jesus. He came in on a donkey, just a young donkey. He was always that way. But as Brother Mark said, this is one of the times that was open public celebration about his entry and I think back about the miracles all the miracles and things that he did and people saw these miracles and and they began to follow until the point that he reached the cross and then that's when they begin to fall back and, and turn away. But right now in this celebration time, according to the scripture, that the crowds, they were gathered and they were following him. And the Bible says that they were shouting, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now they were shouting this, but probably some of them didn't realize, hey, this is Jesus. This is the one that's going to lay his life down. Uh, for you. Uh, I think of, of our burdens. Y'all, we don't have to carry these things. Uh, I think of the events of the day. Um, the fulfilling of prophecy. In Zechariah 14, verse 4, the first part, it talks about Jerusalem. And I think about Jerusalem. The Bible says that Jesus wept over Jerusalem. You know why? Because of their lostness. Because of their losses. He, he wept over Jerusalem. And then it mentions, uh, Zechariah mentions Bethpage. That was a house of unripe figs. You remember when he came up on the fig tree? And, and it was, had leaves all on it. And he, he discovered there was no fruit. And he, you can look at the scripture any way you want to. But he looked at that fig bush and says to that fig bush, no one will ever eat fruit off of you. And never did. They went on by. And when they came back, the thing was withered away because of no fruit. Now, what does that say? That says to me, I, I am the fig tree, okay? I need to have more than leaves. I need to bear fruit. I need to be sharing the gospel with whoever I come up in contact with. I need to be sharing the love of Jesus and in hopes that God will save some of them. So, but he says to this fig tree, hey, You'll, you'll not bear fruit anymore. And then he comes a little town there, Bethany. And Zechariah mentions Bethany. And this was, this was the, the home of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And you remember the story that, that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And I'm satisfied to me on the human side, okay? 
Now, I don't know where God's going with this. It's up to God what he does with this. But on the human side, I'm satisfied Jesus was thinking back about all these things that he did while on earth. Okay? And people are celebrating. But he knows that sooner or later, hey, he's going to be alone on that cross. I think many times about us, okay? We may get excited and, and just having a glory fit and a spell for Jesus and then we get out amongst our folk and our crowd and we don't want to say anything. Just let them do what they want to. Just let them say what they want to. Well, for goodness sakes, don't let them know you're saved. I forget where it was, when it was, what it was, except the, the announcement was, is there, a, is there a doctor in the house? Somebody needed a doctor. And I've often thought, what if, what would my response be if someone stood up in a public place and shouted, is there a preacher in the house? Would I? Oh, I don't want to get involved in that, that that's... I don't, I, don't, I don't probably shouldn't get involved in that. You know, Jesus on the human side could have said that too. Hey, he's riding into the city. People are throwing down palm leaves and coats and everything. They were rolling out the red carpet for him. Listen, every Sunday that God gives us the opportunity to come to his house, we ought to roll out the red carpet. When people come that we don't know, we need to get to know them. We need to invite them, encourage them, and roll out the red carpet for them so that they will want to come back. That's where we are, church. It's a triumphant entry for us every day that we live, that Jesus gives us opportunities to lay out the red carpet. And that red to me, hey, I think of blood when I see the red. Because he literally laid out the red carpet when he went to the cross. But preparation is important. I think about Noah. You know, he prepared the ark and it never, ever had rain. Abraham prepared to move. And the Bible says he didn't even know where he was going. I think about Isaac preparing for marriage, not knowing who he would marry. David. He prepared to sin, not thinking about the consequences. I think about Paul preparing for prison, not knowing where he will be put in prison. I think of the disciples preparing the Last Supper. I think of the, the disciple, two boys that went into the city. Can you imagine walking uptown here to uh, Westminster, seeing a car sitting there and the keys in it? They'd get in the car and fire it up, and somebody on the sidewalk say, Hey, what are you doing? The Lord has a need for this car. <laughs> I doubt if it would work that way, would it, Brother Mike? I doubt if it worked that way. But I can tell you a true story on a bricklaying trip. One of our men went to hunt walk boards, and the lady, she says, I, I, I don't have any to, to loan you. I, you'll have to buy them. I said, ma'am, we're volunteers. We don't have money to buy. She said, what are you doing? I said, our Lord has sent us up here to brick a church, and we're doing it labor-free. She started crying and said, go get all the boards you want. No charge. Jesus had a need for the boards. Hey, we had a need for the board. We were there on a mission. Okay, well, hey, this is Jesus' last ride. Okay, let's say it that. This is his last ride, but he's on a mission. His disciples and all the followers, they're going along with him. And everything's exciting. But then as time moves 
You see there in verses 7 through 10, uh, the full, fullness of praise when it, where it says, uh, and they brought the coat to Jesus and cast their garments on him and he sat on him. Jesus wants us to sit on him. I think of when, he, when the little children, and wasn't that a beautiful sight, all of our little kids this morning, hey, they will remember that as long as they live. How their church observed Palm Sunday and how they walked with palm leaves and shouting, Hosanna, hallelujah, to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But Jesus sat on this coat. He didn't try to throw him off. Again, as I said, because he was a prince of peace. Now, you know, you take uh, what he said to us. Take up your cross every day and follow me. You know, some people, I've heard people say, well, I don't know what my cross is. Well, first of all, your cross is, if you're saved, your cross is to share Jesus with somebody. Share Jesus with somebody. Your cross might be to take somebody to the doctor. Your cross might be to take a meal across town somewhere. Your cross might be to encourage, invite somebody to come to God's house, to come to Jesus. But every day, Jesus said, take up your cross daily. It's not a once a week thing that we come to God's house, but all week long. You know what this part of the, the deal is? This is, the, this is the huddle. This is where we come together, okay? To talk about what we need to do and what we ought to do. But when we go outside these walls, guys, that's where the game is. That's where the battle is. And we need to be ready to be able to share Jesus with whoever we come in contact with. And I said, we got a whole brand new box, 200 new coins to be given away to somebody that needs Jesus. Can you imagine if we give away all 200, at least 100 people got saved? Can you imagine that? Just of a simple little coin? We've got to put our faith in Jesus because without him, we are nothing. You see, he's already come. He's already entered. He's already done the things he's supposed to do for us. And when I think about that one verse of Scripture, verse 11, And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. After he had rode through, got to the end of the parade, so to speak. He got off the colt, and the Bible says he went into Jerusalem, and he went into the temple. Notice what he did. And when he had looked around about upon all things, and now the evening was come, was coming. He went out into Bethany with the twelve. What did he see? The Bible says he went into the temple and he looked around. I don't know what he saw. The Bible doesn't say. But I'd like to think that he saw the lost that was in there. I'd like to think that he saw the saved that was in there. I would like to think that he saw those who were faithful to the temple in there, that he might have saw also the backslidden that were in there. But also, the rest of that verse says he went out to Bethany with the twelve. I believe that he went out there to pray. Boys, we done had to parade. People's worshiped me. I done seen what I want to see in the temple here. It's time for us to go and have prayer. Can you imagine being able to
personally kneel down with Jesus? I can't imagine the movie I Can Only Imagine. Some of you probably have seen that. We plan to go see that. I'm not a movie theater goer, but from what I've heard, I need to see. I can only imagine. I can only imagine now what Jesus is doing other than what he said. I've gone to prepare your place. And if I go, I will come again and and get you. He's not going to forget us, y'all. He's going to be there for us. It's a time to celebrate. As Brother Mark mentioned, next Sunday we'll be celebrating the resurrection. But think about the cross this week. Think about what Jesus has done for every one of us in this room when he laid his life down for you and for me. If you don't know him, he wants to know you. I beg you, if you're lost, just come to the altar and say, hey, I want to be saved. Or I'm coming to the altar this morning because I haven't been living right. I'm coming to the altar this morning just to pray. And remember what I said. If a male comes, a male needs to come with them. If a female comes, a female needs to join them. No one needs to be down here by themselves. You notice when Jesus sent to get the colt, he sent two. He doesn't want us to be by ourselves. And I'm glad he said, I'll never leave you and neither will I forsake you. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the time you have given us in your house today. Lord, what a time that you have blessed us with, with the music, with the giving, with the fellowship time, and to share your word. Lord, I just thank you and I praise you, and I pray that you'd bless every home that's represented in this room right now. And Lord, you know You know who needs to move today. You know who needs to be at this altar. And God, I pray that you give them courage today to come. And we'll thank you and praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.